0: On the throw to first base, and the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the Royals. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. That's at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. And on today's show, there's a ton to talk about. For once, we have a ton of baseball news and, and tidbits to talk about throughout the show. Let's start with the ongoing negotiations because that's the most prevalent to having baseball this season. So the MBPA this weekend. Has ended negotiations. That doesn't mean we have a, re- a resolution yet, but they've ended negotiations. They're not going to counteroffer MLB. They're saying, "Look, guys, this is this is going nowhere. You guys are not moving off of your position. We're not moving off of our position. So tell us where to report. Tell us when to report, and have the commissioner decide what we do." And if you, if you haven't been keeping up with the negotiations. Neither side is really doing anything in good faith, but specifically speaking, the owners are not doing anything in good faith. The owners' counterproposal has been the same proposal the each time that they've proposed something. Every proposal has been the exact same, so to even call it a counterproposal is a little bit disingenuous. And this episode of the Lockdown Rose podcast is brought to you by BuiltBar. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN, get $10 off that first order. I just think that when you look at what's happening in baseball right now, I've said it on this podcast, they're just ruining not only the sport, but a golden opportunity for the sport right now to be playing baseball, to be getting that game in front of people who otherwise wouldn't watch. But since there's nothing going on right now, Sports-wise, or really even entertainment-wise, you can't really go see movies. Every movie has been delayed. You don't have anything to hang on to as an escape or as a distraction. Baseball could have been that. And the longer we wait to have baseball, the, the less advantage you have of starting earlier. So when this first happened, we expected it to happen, and we expected baseball to be back on July 4th, July 1st. It would have been awesome. That's a whole month at least before other sports start to return. Now, the, the, as days go by, you're looking at July 15th, July 20th. That, that's still two weeks before basketball, but two weeks is not long enough to really captivate an audience in baseball. And so, back to the negotiations, as we kind of summarize up to this point. The players have said, look, We're done negotiating. There's nothing more to talk about here. You guys are not going to change your mind as the owners. We're not going to change our minds as the players. So that means it's up to the commissioner. And that means Rob Manfred can implement a season. And it's going to be between 48 games and 50-something games. Although, as we all thought it would be 48, it turns out from John Heyman and other baseball reporters that It's actually going to be 50. We don't know what the second number is. It's going to be 5-something. So it could be 50. It could be 51. It could be 55. So it's going to be something in the 50s. We don't know exactly what that number will be. And you can look at this from all different angles and sides to it. But for me, it's just so... It's just so agonizing that... They had this opportunity to captivate more fans, which they desperately need. They've talked about growing the game since Rob Manfred took over. And growing the game is not taking five minutes off of it. No one is tuning in for a baseball game now that the average time is two hours and 55 minutes compared to three hours. No no one is making that distinctive difference to tune into a game because of five minutes. And this was your chance to grow the game, and what did you do? Take a step back and what has happened since spring training ended. You shorten the MLB draft, which gets less people into the game of baseball. You contract the minor leagues and quit playing, paying your minor leaguers. That gets less people into baseball, and we've talked about that as well. That is, so, that is so bad to do, not because those minor leaguers were going to make the big leagues. A lot of them weren't, but... As I've said in this podcast, you take baseball out of those communities that don't have baseball, that don't have MLB baseball, don't have even professional sports at all. You take those minor league teams out of those communities. They have nothing to rally behind. They have nothing to do on a summer night. And most importantly, they have no vehicle to get involved in baseball and to really watch baseball. I mean, if you live around a minor league community, you know how fun it is to go to a minor league game. Well, sure, the wins and losses might not matter. What does matter, though, is who you're seeing play each and every night because, for all you know, you could be watching the next Hall of Famer. You could be watching the next All-Star. You could be watching the next group of guys, and then whenever you see them on TV for whatever major league team they play for, you have that connection, you have that memory, And it all started from minor league baseball. And sure, you know, twenty out of the twenty-five guys on the on the roster, you're never going to hear from again. But those other five guys will turn you, or possibly at least turn you into a huge baseball fan. So the minor leagues do matter. So here's the bottom line. All right, we've talked about this negotiation since its inception. Since we thought we had a deal in March, I, I, I talked about it. Obviously, they've backed out of that deal. It boils down to this, and this is the final thing that I'll say about the negotiations until we have a final verdict. It's in Rob Manfred's hands. That, that's official. That's confirmed. The question is, what is Rob Manfred going to do? And you can look at this one of two ways. You can look at this season one of two ways. First thing is we know for an absolute fact it'll be about 50 games. Give or take 50 games. No more than 59 games, probably no less than 48 games, obviously. So, after the break, we're going to dive into what you can look at from this season. But first, I want to tell you that here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, we stand against racism and social injustice. And that's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations to fight for change. And this month of June, Lockdown is matching all of our donations – up to an additional $10,000. So make a donation alongside us. Please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. It's an unbelievable thing that the network is doing. And I'm so proud to be a part of this network that really cares about making a change and really cares about fighting social injustice. And I cannot wait to just see how far this campaign goes. And I would appreciate anyone who wants to donate. Again, lockdownpodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. But I also want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar because Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. And I'll let you in on a little secret here Built Bar is 50% off everything right now. You can go to BuiltBar.com. You can buy yourself a Built Bar that I've been talking about for months here on the Lockdown Rose podcast. I've made it sound so great and it is great. And they'll give to charity with every purchase that you buy a Built Bar. And you're going to want to check out Built Bar because, listen, not only does it taste like a candy bar, it has that chocolate coating on the outside. It has all the protein that you're going to need. It's low in sugar, low in carb, low in calorie. What, What more can you ask for, honestly? And it's easy to get down. If you've been in the protein bar game before, you know how difficult protein bars are to eat and, and, to, and to get them to go down smoothly without a bad aftertaste. Bilt Bar has none of those effects with just an amazing taste. It tastes like it's bad for you, but it's not. Built Bar is phenomenal. I personally love any flavor of Bilt Bar that has peanut butter. The peanut butter with the chocolate coating on the outside is just phenomenal. And honestly, I love Built Bars because you can use them pre-workout, or post workout, and you can even use them as an entire meal. So I use them for breakfast. I just eat one with my coffee, and that's it. I mean, that, that I, I'm full until you know, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm good to go. So that's a big deal if you're looking to lose weight or even just maintain weight. Built Bar is going to be a great tool for you. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code lockdown, get ten dollars off that first order, and right now they're having that sale. That's fifty percent off everything in the shop. I also want to say about our good friends over at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com has been a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. Take yourself back 20 years ago today, and you might have had dial-up internet. You might not even understood how to work your email address, but yet RockAuto.com was selling you auto parts. You were still on AIM Messenger, but RockAuto.com could get you whatever parts your car will ever need. And with the increasing numbers of makes and models and manufacturers, it's impossible for your local chain shop that that sells auto parts to be stocked up on whatever you need for your car. And if they do have it, if they do even order it for you, they're going to upcharge you. So save 30%, 50%, or even 100% off the exact same auto parts at a chain link store. Save that off at rockauto.com. They're going to save you money compared to those auto parts stores or those dealerships especially. So you're going to want to check out rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you in the house you hear about us box for an amazing selection of reliably low-priced parts, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we're back on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and I wanted to talk about this season. Because for once, we've gotten a bit of clarity about what this season will look like. Again, with the two sides done negotiating, it's up to Rob Manfred, and he's going to implement a season that's no more than 59 games and no less than 48 games. If I had to guess, it would be exactly 50 games. That would be my guess. What does this mean for Kansas City? What does this mean for baseball? So from a grand picture standpoint, especially if you get other sports like soccer and basketball being played, especially if you know the NFL training camps come back and resume in person, this is bad for baseball. Because they're not going to get that solid month, two months of only being the only show in town. You're going to be competing with basketball. You're going to be competing with soccer. You're going to be competing with training camp. And I I don't know how this ends up going because you look at the sport and the Astros scandal has put an asterisk next to that World Series. The Red Sox scandal has put an asterisk next to that World Series. The Yankees are involved in some kerfuffle right now, although the headlines are a bit misleading. We kind of already knew all of this uh, Yankees information nothing is really changed from, from the Yankees standpoint, but the headlines do make it seem that way. So you get done with the steroid era, you get done with the sign stealing era, and now you move into this season. That's going to be 50 games. That's, it's going to be 52 games. Wh- whatever marker it is within the fifties, it's going to be 50 games. You can't even survive a 68 DL stand. If, if you go on the 60 day DL, you're done for the season. And that is conducive, of course, to a illegitimate champion. And yet another one in a span of, what, five years? I, I, I don't see how that's good for your sport. Another asterisk next to your champion. Look, I, I've said it all along on this podcast. Since I started this podcast in January, I said this Royals team has a sneaky competitive lineup, and it can be in the hunt at the All-Star break, like the Texas Rangers were last year. I've I've used that comparison over and over and over again with the Texas Rangers, so that, that this team can even be in that second wild card spot before the All-Star break, before fading out at the end of the season. This team has a very good lineup, top to bottom. And you get a couple surprise pitching performances that it looked like you were going to get. If you remember spring training, Josh Stomont looked incredible. Trevor Rosenthal looked incredible. Brady Singer looked good. A lot of guys looked good in that pitching staff. If you got a couple pitching performances with that competitive lineup, you could have a good stretch before the All-Star break. So you're telling me that this Royals team for 50 games cannot be a playoff team, especially if we are expanding the postseason. If you expand the postseason and you let half the teams from the ALN in 50 games, the Royals can be right there. They can be a playoff team. And as we've seen in baseball, unlike any other sport, you just need to get in. You just need to get in the dance, and anything can happen. I've said it before. Go look at the two best seasons of Royals Baseball in my lifetime. 2014, 2015. The most magical time of of watching baseball in my lifetime. Neither one of those World Series runs should have happened. You should have lost to the A's in 2014. In 2015, you honestly can make an argument you should have lost to the uh, Astros for sure. Could have made an argument that you should have lost to the Blue Jays. Could have made the argument that you should have lost to the Mets. Even though you beat the Mets in five games, probably shouldn't have won game one. Shouldn't have won the Mad Dash home. And then it's anyone's series. So, that's not to take anything away from those two teams in Kansas City. My Again, my two favorite Royals teams ever. My two favorite baseball teams ever. But it's to say that baseball is in fact random. It's not basketball where you can predict with almost a certainty who the final four teams are going to be, who's going to be in in the NBA finals. You can almost predict that without question. In baseball and in hockey, I'll give hockey this credit as well. It's funny that they're the two least popular sports in America, but those two sports are conducive to upsets. They they really are almost tailor-made for upsets. They see more upsets than anyone. How many wild card teams have made the World Series in, in recent history? So I'm saying on one hand, the 50-game season does have a positive. And this podcast and every baseball podcast really has been a ton of negatives. But on one hand there is a small positive in the fact that every baseball team in 50 games should be relevant, especially in, in, in counting on the fact that we will expand the postseason, every team should be relevant. Every team should be at least within five games of that wild card, the last wild card spot in an expanded playoffs. And then you throw in the fact that you're going to have the regionalized, you know, divisions, and you look at the Central, you know, each of the Central divisions, I think that the Royals can beat the Tigers. I like the White Sox, but they're not unbeatable. The Indians are certainly not unbeatable. The Twins, yeah, you're not going to catch the Twins. Look at the NL Central, the Brewers have Christian Yelich, and they have Lorenzo Cain, but I don't think that they're out of the Royal Stratosphere. The Reds had a great offseason, and I love what the Reds have done. They're not out of the Royal stratosphere. The Cardinals, a big rival, a good team. Jack Flaherty, I love what the, the Cardinals have done. They're not out of the royal stratosphere. You're not playing in the East. You're playing in the Central. So it's not impossible for the Royals to be a postseason team, and who would have thought that in January? So on one hand, it does create a bit of excitement around Kansas City and around some of these other markets where, hey, we could actually sneak our way into the postseason. And as we know in baseball, once you get in the postseason, anything can happen. But on the other hand, I find it hard to believe that this champion, whoever it may be, that this champion will feel as legitimate as other World Series champions, will feel as fulfilled and as special and Stand up historically as other World Series champions in a sport where we care so much about records, we care so much about accomplishments, we care so much about really villainizing players for PED, sign stealing, uh, and penalizing them now for a global pandemic that they had nothing to do with it. Although you can say they had a ton to do with the negotiations, which I wouldn't blame you for that, but. You look at this season, I don't see how it's going to be viewed as legitimately. And that's a big negative for baseball because it's not a one-off thing. Again, they have a, a long history recently of things not feeling legitimate, things not feeling above board. So that's the big update from baseball. The two sides are done negotiating. It's going to end up being Rob Manfred's decision. And we all expect Rob Manfred to come out and say, look, we're going to play 50 games. And that's the bottom line. Now, I'm recording this on Monday morning at 1045. Uh, No news has has come yet about this season. I will say that the commissioners will be on ESPN tonight on a return to sports roundtable with Mike Greenberg on ESPN. I would expect if you're going to go on a return to sports show with other commissioners from the MLS, from the NBA, who have signed off on their sport returning, I would assume that you're going to put your plan in place right before that about 5.30 maybe, you're going to put your plan in place right before you go on Center. Considering that each side has just kind of deferred to you as the commissioner of baseball. And you can kind of take that pressure off you about when are you are going to come back from Mike Greenberg if you already have your plan out there. So again, it's 10.45 right now. No news has dropped just yet. My prediction is Rob Manfred puts his plan out there sometime Monday and then tomorrow. We'll talk all about that plan. And we're also going to talk about the MLB draft. Don't think I forgot about it. The Royals had a good draft, and they had an amazing signing period after the draft of the undrafted free agents, which we're going to talk about tomorrow and really just dive into that tomorrow because I do like what Dayton Moore has done, and I want to give him proper credit. And I also want to talk about this draft class because I think it is good. I mean, I think it's a really good draft class, especially if you add in the undrafted free agents. They really cleaned house in the undrafted Frazier's department, so it's worth talking about tomorrow. But today, I wanted to talk about the here and now because, look, Asa Lacy is going to be in Omaha. He's going to be in the, in the minor league system for a couple years here. So the mo- the more pressing issue – he's not going anywhere. The more pressing issue is what we're going to be talking about, what we're going to be dealing with this season. And it sounds like we're going to be heading towards a 50-game season. And, you know, I hate that there's so much negativity around baseball right now, but – how can you blame people? I mean, how can you blame me? I wouldn't blame you for feeling negative about, about baseball. It feels like the people in charge don't actually care about baseball. And that's that's just the, the hardest part to take in as, as a member of the media, uh, as a fan. I mean, it's, it's just the hardest part of all of this. that It doesn't seem like anyone has the best interest of baseball. Because sure, you might earn a little bit more money this year, but if it turns you know, your fans against you. And and there's been a a good subsection of fans who have turned against baseball from this. And if it, if it really hurts your growth potential, your growing potential, was it worth it? If you save bucks now, but your revenue goes down exponentially in future years. And it's a, it's a scary thing because while revenue keeps going up, you look at people my age a lot of them don't like baseball. A lot of them don't know who Mike Trout is. So as we get further and further into my generation, how does baseball stack up? We'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see. No one knows the answer to that yet. Uh, but it seems like at every step, baseball is trying to take away uh, from growing the game. And, and that's really disappointing. Let me know what you guys think about the 50-game season. I'm, ri- I'm very, very interested in what fans are thinking right now. Because I think that fans are the most important part. And most of the times fans feel like that anyway, and it's kind of wrong. But but for this instance, they are the most important part of all this. The players and the owners can talk about money all they want to. The bottom line is, what do you feel like as a fan? I want to know, number one, are you still excited for this season? Are you still waiting for this season to happen, and you're looking forward to it? Number two, will you count this season as a legitimate... As a legitimate title, no no matter who wins it, no matter what happens, do you think 50 games is a good enough season? And number three, we've heard this since March, okay, from fans, any baseball is better than no baseball, and this kind of goes back into number two and number one, but is 50 games better than no baseball? If you really dig into 50 games and not just look at it as baseball games, if you dive into what it means and what it will mean, if there's an asterisk next to it, if if it creates animosity between the players and the owners, if it creates another strike, was 50 games really worth it? But I really want to hear your opinion. Truly want to hear what you guys think about this season uh, at, on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. If you don't have Twitter, go ahead and email the show LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com and I'll get your opinion over there and we can bring it to the air and see how you guys feel. Because again, I think that this is the one time where fans matter the most. This is about growing the game. This is about protecting the game, and you need fans to do that. So I want to hear what you guys' thoughts are about this. Uh, Are people being too negative about baseball right now? Uh, Do you view baseball as being in a good place somehow? What are you thinking about baseball? So tomorrow we're going to talk all about the draft and hopefully about resolution from this plan and what the season will look like, Uh, and then we'll move on throughout the week with that plan because I do think that we will see a baseball plan in place sometime today on Monday, but we'll see. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on the Locked on Royals podcast.